Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty scary. Boo! Laura, I assumed you would just catch on, but you were supposed to say oh. pretty scary boo also. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm not your pretty scary boo. <laughs> we have a guest today. I didn't know if you were going to lead it in and I, you were going to be like, don't cut me off while I'm making the turn, baby. <laughs> I think you did great. Okay. You're I doing- just want you to know. Soft landing. Yeah. Caitlin's the good cop in this situation. She's the one that's going to tell you you're doing great. And then I'm going to, I'm going to kick the door in and be like, put the mic closer to your mouth. Oh my God. But I actually don't, I actually don't need you to do that. It's fine. (laughs) He, he, he shoves you against the wall and I'm like, Hey man, calm down. Why don't you take a few minutes? And then you and I sit down and I'm like, can I get you a cup of coffee? That's my vibe in this podcast. It's like I get the coffee and then I somehow negotiate invaluable information out of the moment. And then I admit that I knew all along that he was not free. (laughs) You knew. Laura. (laughs) I knew. uh, Laura Crawford is her name. She is uh, one of my co-hosts on Conspiracy the Show, which is a podcast I talk about all the time on this podcast because True. they're kind of related. Like they're <laughs> sort they're of. S- sort of like the sister shows. Right. Like, and yeah. Laura has wanted to cover this topic on the Conspiracy podcast forever. And the reason I've never covered it there is because there's not really any conspiracy to this. It's just a thing that is happening in the world that is evil. And what we're talking about is the Britney Spears conservatorship Mm. scandal. Mm -hmm. The slavery of Britney Spears, the the, uh, entrapment of Britney Spears, the legal wrangling of Miss Britney Jean. I don't know how you want to say it. It's bad. She's a slave (laughs) for her dad. Oh, my God. (laughs) I do not like the title. The framing framing of Britney Spears is a poor title for a documentary. I am really happy you said this because the whole time I'm like, are they going to did she also murder someone or what? How are we? I think they're talking about how the media vilified her and turned her into a bad person or someone that we were supposed we were supposed to look at as a bad person. It felt like corporate speak for when things are going off the rails and someone says, let me reframe this for you. And it's like, yeah, I, okay, okay. I'm still angry. (laughs) I thought they were referring to like the media lens as applied to Britney Spears or how we frame her in our vision. I didn't understand. I think we just needed, I think we just needed one talking head in this to say it. And then I would have been fine, which is in the landscape of everything that's covered here. It's a real shitty detail for my brain to get caught on, but I'm with you because it it was just like, why are we? Is it called there, that? There, it, why is it called that? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't that. That's when I saw the title, said. right, we're talking yeah. about the Hulu documentary, The Framing of Britney Spears, made by the New York Times. And what a confusing title. The framing of that's what it's if you're searching online for Britney totally. Spears doc, search the framing. I'm actually surprised by how short the New York Times documentary is because Laura sent me a link to another documentary. What is the YouTuber's name? This guy is named Jake, goes by Jake Yonce. So like Beyonce, but Jake Yonce. And he's a very, he's a very young guy. He's kind of reviled by some people, but he is a a young man who covers mostly RuPaul's Drag Race and does videos about that and would do recent scandals and cover the news of the series. And he is done this four part deep dive series into Britney Spears conservatorship, her media career. He's also done deep dives about the Paris Hilton documentary that came out and stuff like that. So he's very interested in that early 2000s time frame and pop history. That series, yes, is four parts. It's probably about four hours. That was too long. It's six parts now. Six parts. There are six parts. It is lengthy. But the thing is, there's insufficient. Go to that. (laughs) Yeah, there's yeah, that's that's basically what I'm getting at. The New York Times documentary is a really good primer. Mm -hmm. And if you want to really, really dig deep into the technical details of this and get even angrier, then watch that YouTube documentary. I mean, it's I I can't I can't do that. 
<laughs> not doing it. This was enough. I think for people that want to learn more, I'm glad Jake Yonsei has the time to do that and the resources there. This is the time we live in. For me, as somebody who dealt with postpartum depression and has had difficult family dynamics, this was enough. I was like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yes. I get it. Okay. Free Britney. <laughs> let's get her out. <laughs> let's, do, let's do this. Yeah. It's, it's right. definitely a documentary about a terrible family. That's for sure. Right. That's kind of where you have to begin. I mean, everyone has to ask themselves that beginning question when they consider this all would be, how would you feel personally if your father or your mother were in total control of your life as an adult in your 30s? Yeah, she's in her 30s now. So that's a good jumping off point. Almost 40 years old. Yeah. She'll be 40 in 2022. And yeah, I think one thing that I will say at the outset of this is that I love the attorney in the used car salesman blazer, the nice man. Adam uh, Streisand. That's- man, how did I forget that name? Yeah. There was a lot going on with that guy. Very well manicured human being. But he does say something that I think is important to say on the outset of this is that we don't know what we don't know. I know there's a six part documentary out there about this, but that person that put that together doesn't have to adhere to certain yada, yada, yadas. I do think it's important to say that we don't know what we don't know about her breakdown, which we're going to get to. Yeah. And how, how dangerous or not dangerous that was. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. no, I, I agree with you there. I will say in defense of his documentary, it's all public information. He's not like making any crazy claims, but we never know what the Spears family is really like. Well, Well, and we'll also be able to be a fly in the wall there. We'll also never know to what degree Britney Spears does need a little oversight in her affairs. That's what I'm saying. I don't personally think that is the scandal so much as the fact that it's her dad who's overseeing it Mm -hmm. and they're profiting off of it and treating it like a business. Totally. Right. Yes. 100%. Instead of it just being a neutral party who's like, because it seems like even Britney Spears, to some extent, accepts that she needs some sort of oversight. But even then, like she's been in this so long By now, she could just be convinced that she needs that kind of oversight. And Mm -hmm. it's not really worth speculating on because we don't know. Exactly. I think that this situation, and I guess I just can't help but say all of this already, is that it's obvious she had some kind of derailment. It just is. I don't think that that's a secret. And then it seems like the unfortunate thing is that she was surrounded by total creeps that completely swooped in and took advantage of her fragility and establish this maybe saying like, well, for now we want to make sure, you know, things are handled and nobody disagreed with them at the time. And then there's just been a lot of effort, you know, put into making sure her instability was always the headline. So they Mm -hmm. didn't get the pushback. And unfortunately we've got, God, especially, I mean, Laura, I don't know, we might be roughly the same age. You might be a lot younger than me. I'm not sure, but we won't get into that. It could, it could go either way, you know? Yeah, good. No, it's the industry. What are you, a cop? (laughs) If I had to guess, I'd say you're either older or younger than me, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to put it out there. I'm Uh, older or younger than a lot of people. Right. Exactly. Oh my God. Me too. It's crazy. I'm just thinking about the way she was marketed to me as a young woman and Mm -hmm. The evolution of that is the other thing that's really interesting about this documentary and how I saw it in a completely different way now as an adult. Right. Anyway. History, looking back on it, is a completely different lens. I agree. That's also a thing that comes up in both documentaries a lot. And I think that is kind of the breaking point for her because she never really got like you hear this about so many child actors and musicians like she never got to really be a kid. She was working on the Mickey Mouse Club by the time she was 12, and she was working toward that, like, as soon as she could walk, basically. Star Search, Star Search, and all that stuff. And it's different, too. I think they've emphasized it a bit in the New York Times one with Felicia, her future assistant. But it was also different for her family in that they were Southern and very poor and they didn't have a lot of money that I think some of these other stage parents like Justin Timberlake came from like a very stable two parent family. But so he kind of had a lot of support for his mom and things were kind of stable. Or you see someone like Sarah Michelle Gellar, who was raised as a stage kid, but lived in New York City and had just very different outcomes. So it's really challenging. Like I can't imagine being like a struggling young family and trying so hard to get your kid in show business, like the financial pressures they're talking about. I think they almost had declare bankruptcy they were saying when she got out of the mickey mouse club because yeah like well she was making five dollars she was making five dollars an hour 
on the Mickey yeah. Mouse Club. Oh my God. Which is yeah. insane. That's so gross. So gross. I have this later on in the notes, but I think her family being from like the deep South is actually very important to this story because what ends up happening is they sort of fall under the spell of this woman named Lou Taylor, who we're jumping ahead a little bit, but she's, she's a whole lot. And I feel like she has a lot to do with why this is happening to Britney Spears. But yeah, but like the fissures in the family or like the breaks in the family kind of start when she's really young, when they talk about how they had to hire Felicia, who's the future teacher in the Britney Spears videos, to take her to New York and stuff to do auditions because the parents were both working and the sisters in the first grade. And none of the people who know Britney when she's a kid in Mickey Mouse Club ever say anything nice about her dad. They barely ever mention him. No one seems to even know who he is. He's kind of a non-entity, you know, like has a drinking problem history, has been just like a short order cook, completely unstable. So he's not like joe jackson you know what i mean yeah no, he's like, not and no. actually it's i'm glad you're bringing us up because when you so again to come back to my teeny bopper a long time ago when i was a teenager the way her family was marketed to me because lynn spears was everywhere i remember like she was yes. always on the behind the scenes videos stuff that they were you know she was always there the assistant was always there her dad only showed up a couple times and her dad even as a young kid i remember thinking wow this is like your prototypical deep south dad with no deviation mm-hmm. whatsoever he's the kind of guy She's that's got the, boat. The... <laughs> yeah yes that's a quote he's, He's the kind of guy that's got the singing bass robot fish on his wall. Like uh, it's called Billy Big Mouth. Have a little respect, Caitlin. Sorry, Adam. Jeez. I, I apologize. It's like you don't even know I'm from the Midwest sometimes. A classist bitch. Like, yeah, these documentaries both start with her childhood. And I do think that's where a lot of the damage happened. I think part of that damage, one of the most alarming details to me is her dad's name is Jamie and her mom's name is Lynn and her sister's name, Jamie Lynn. But like Adam, how Adam, on the, to, if you just have to push those names together to get one name, they should just have named both of them, Jamie Lynn, like part one and part two. I know. Yeah. What a weird. And it's also odd. The brother is mentioned as an adult the, that they have an interview with him later on in the program. But the brother is never really mentioned early in her life. They kind of mention her little sister a bit. But it seems like and, Brittany is the primary focus of the entire family, right? And he seems like the biggest douchebag ever. The, the brother? The, the brother. Yeah. The brother. Yeah. I mean, I only get like passing things of the brother of the father. But Jesus, that brother, the stuff he says... Yeah, it's getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, so we I have know. this like prototypical Southern family. They're heavily involved in entertainment industry, but like no one in this seems like they have any legal expertise, any business None. expertise. They seem to fall into signing with Jive Records. They seem to fall into meeting these people in New York through other people who are managers and agents. And it doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to be set up for a long-term success from what I can see. No, this is shaky as hell. The whole thing feels like a giant pontoon boat. I'm just like, I don't know. You know know how long we can last on this thing. Yeah. 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 You you know, that's true. But also in the YouTube documentary, they mention Britney Spears up until her most recent album, she released an album every three years, like clockwork. Yeah. Which given everything we know about Britney Spears, if you just know like the surface level stuff, you wouldn't expect that. That's a very consistent output for any musician. Mm -hmm. And the problem is the people behind this conservatorship seem to be driving her toward that as opposed to her wanting to do these things. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like I remember when the, you know, the Christina Aguilera story, the Justin Timberlake story, the Backstreet Boys, they all had the same story over and over and over again. And it was, they sang the national anthem at their school, you know, that everybody was like, oh, wow, you know, that kid's got some talent. You should go take him to the mall. They're doing a talent scout. And then they go to the town scout and then they all fly to Florida. So all of these kids have been kind of workhorses their whole lives, including 
Beyonce, by the way. She's the same age. She's the same timeline. There are really interesting conspiracy theories about Beyonce, by the way. I, I mean, you guys oh, yes. have probably covered yeah. it. I'm sure. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And her um, age and everything and so long. Yeah. Yeah. And how well, also she kinda, another scumbag father. Yeah. Another scumbag father. True. Weirder marriage with stranger conspiracy theories attached to it, in my opinion, than just right. like some douchebag Kevin Federline, who, by the way, seems like the thing that makes the most sense that she does in her whole life, in my opinion, like after meeting her family. Anyway, all, all <laughs> I'm trying to say is that turnover and work, unfortunately, to me, felt like it was part of the built-in mythos of these people. And that seems like it's always been that way for her yeah that you know what I mean? is like, just a part of her identity yeah. yeah and when we get to you know how she puts the brakes on everything later i think that's what makes it the most significant because she, i think she likes working she seems to enjoy it i mean like she seems to thrive on it she just doesn't yeah. want her dad making a bunch of money off of it i guess yeah as a teen she never seems unhappy as a teen in any no. of the background interviews or anything like that and uh she talks about she talks like happily of being home for two years she's like oh yeah i played basketball i was went to homecoming for like two years. I lived a completely normal life, but she seems just as content to be like working. And it's strange that they even mentioned the the YouTube documentary that they really radically also changed her singing voice itself because she used to just kind of sound like a little Whitney Houston. And then once she signed a jive and they released baby one more time, they're like, oh, you have a sexy baby voice now where she yeah. never had a baby voice before, even as a baby. That, that, video, tell you, that, that video of her singing as a kid is borderline alarming. Because that voice, uh, yeah, I'm like, Jesus, Brittany, yeah. can can she still sing like that? Yes. It's like it's like they went out of their way to make sure that she sounded like she's been molested. I mean, <laughs> and she probably yeah. has been, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, people certainly implied things like that. I mean, that's one of the big switches in the documentary is they were like, oh, well, you know, like Spice Girls were really big. So people wanted girl groups. But something about Britney Spears, people seem to get sort of like explicitly angry about how she looked. Yeah, that's, I think, part of what leads to that breakdown. I mean, that and the paparazzi. The, the paparazzi Almost. footage in this is so scary. It's really, really scary. Like, they're half the problem, at least. Oh, yeah. If not yeah. more. Oh, yeah. yeah, the media, and, like reporters and the paparazzi, I think, together. But the media, there's all of these clips you can find in both documentaries. There's clips online of people interviewing Britney Spears when she's so young and just being so fucking gross about it. Like insist, about boobs. insisting that she talk about her breasts, insisting that she say if she's had sex yet or not. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we just went with this like we that was just how the world was at the time they really made her into a villain for being what the people behind her wanted her to be and yeah, what it seems she, like her fans wanted her to be she lived out the madonna whore complex in her lifetime there's no other way to put it they wanted her to be virginal. They wanted her to be sexy. I mean, on some level, I guess every woman can kind of identify with that, but not, I'd be fooling myself to say that at that level, I could understand. I, I can't imagine. I don't, I don't even like it. If somebody on, you know, Instagram is like, you're pretty. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm okay. And Brittany points out in interviews and stuff at that time, she's very aware of it. She points out that the guys in the boy bands do hip thrusts. They do humping motions on stage while they perform. They hump the floor. They bring fans on stage and make out with them. They do things that are explicitly sexual in their videos. And they're the same age and they have open shirts. They don't have shirts on all the time. And no one complains about them being too sexy. Like famously, Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl, no one came after him for ripping off Janet Jackson's cover. It was all Janet Jackson's fault. So there was an immense double standard in that people who were in her industry weren't even receiving the same criticism she was. Like no one was like, Sheryl Crow, you're too sexy. Like <laughs> because of her age and whatever it was and her audience is why people got so angry that they felt like she was personally like removing the innocence of their daughters, that she was like doing evil in the world yeah, by I, taking I away children's innocence. I think that you're right about that. One thing that this documentary really, I mean, they didn't have time to address it, but there were other female stars at that time doing the same thing she was doing. Nobody was nearly as big, but I mean, Christina Aguilera was out there and I think Christina Aguilera's strategy was like, I'm just going to start slutty. And like, that's just going to be where we right. start. But she, she didn't. Like, Christina Aguilera's first album 
she wasn't like that. It wasn't until her second album that she yeah, adopted that Extina image. That yeah. second album is when she did it, though. I mean, she overtly, yeah. to me, I remember my mom's reaction to Christina Aguilera and saying, well, she's too sexy. My yeah. mom was really pissed about Jeannie in a Bottle for whatever yeah. reason. That was like the song that made her angry. Well, <laughs> parents so were funny. angry about Madonna. Parents were angry about George Michael singing I Want Your Sex or, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, what yeah. especially bothered me about all these clips of them accusing Britney Spears of bringing down the morality of children. Right. One, Britney Spears makes the obvious point that everyone should make in that moment, which is, well, if you don't think it's for kids, don't let your kids watch it dummy right i mean yeah so in the media at this time i mean it's weird because it's like we're also seeing mariah carey go through a real similar breakdown in the media around like the same time that britney's like reaching the peak of her career and like janet jackson at that time had like disappeared it was just britney as like center focus and like the negative attention she receives like we point out i think it was the attorney general of maryland or whatever his wife said that she wanted to shoot her yeah very chill what bothered me about those clips of britney spears being questioned about this is where were the interviews with, I don't know, the head of her record label? Where was Diane Sawyer digging into that guy and going, why are you selling this and marketing this to children? Mm-hmm. And I think everyone around Britney Spears wanted that controversy. They wanted yes. to sell records. They had to know what it was going to do to her emotionally. Or maybe they didn't which is almost worse. Like read a fucking book about kids. If you have kids, you maniacs, but like, it seems like this was always the plan. It is. And I I will say this, you know, I think that the reason why the family is so important in this and the reason why the family becomes the issue, because it will always become the issue. If you put a bad family dynamic under that kind of pressure, something, something's going to go wrong. Really at the end of the day, the question should be, why were Britney Spears' parents allowing, why weren't they stepping in then? Why not then when she was a little girl and grown men on television were asking her point blank about her breasts? You know, yeah. why is it now that her father- biggest residencies in the history of the city and like she seems to be kind of okay. I don't know. Well, no, but, they, they canceled the Vegas residency. Oh, no, the second she, one they canceled. Oh, the, the second, second one. one, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, they have that weird scene where she's supposed to do an interview and supposed to perform about her second residency, and then she just leaves. She just walks out, and then they're, like, canceling the second residency, which to me, I was, like, shocked that that happened. I think I they waited it. 11 weeks to have it be sh- canceled. I think it's great. I think 11 she, weeks? She finally rolled out her giant dick in the situation, was like, okay, you want to make money off of my performing? Let's do this. Let's see what I can do when I don't do anything. Watch then, me not do stuff. And then they threw her in a mental hospital for three months like it was the goddamn 1950s. That is what exactly. happened when Britney Spears, because like what's implied, I guess, is that every time this happens, they dangle her kids over her head and say, well, we're going to take your kids. And what's implied in at least the YouTube documentary is that at that point she was like, fine, fine, take my kids. But I want out of this. And that's when they had her committed into a mental hospital against her will. And that's a thing that finally did get confirmed because there's that podcast that's just about Britney Spears Instagram. And there was this long stretch of time at the beginning of the year where she wasn't posting anything. And they were like, what the fuck is happening? And it came out that she had been in a fucking mental hospital that whole time. And it stemmed from her wanting to cancel that residency. I just feel, though, that it's really important to say that sometimes, and I'm not saying that this is the case with her right now, sometimes people can look like they're on the upswing right before they actually have a breakdown. Okay. So I just think it's really important to bring it up. I'm not saying that this is exactly what's happening to her. I'm not saying that these things aren't horrible, but the problem with having a conversation about somebody's mental health when we're this far away from the situation is that we don't know. Do I think her family has her best interests at heart? Not really. That doesn't really seem to be the case, especially as I said earlier, her brother seems like a total douchebag in the interview that's in oh, yeah. that's, that's placed in the documentary. And he says some, frankly, sexist, weird Shit. And I'm not saying that they didn't throw her in this mental institution on purpose or any of those things. But for people that are navigating the real world at the moment, it's just important to say that. 
I, I just, I had to say it because mental health is weird. Yeah. It's again, really I, I, weird. I get it. I get that Britney Spears probably has some mental issues. That is not the point. The point is that the people in charge of this are profiting off of it. Agreed. And that is a hundred percent gross and it needs super gross. And I think a judge has ordered a review of it. Like there's, there've been a lot of twists and turns just in the past couple months with Mm -hmm. this going back and forth to court. And I think the most recent one was February 8th. So maybe yesterday. Mm. Damn. But wow. I didn't know. Yeah, it's this is a very much an ongoing thing. And one of the things that I found really interesting or unsettling is we mentioned Lou Taylor a while back and how she shows up in Britney Spears life by sending her all these creepy letters and telling her she's possessed by a devil. She is Britney Spears business manager now. Very chill. That's so cool. not in the not in the Hulu documentary. I just want to point out. Also, yeah. what is with Hulu in in compete? It's funny. I feel like this happened with Firefest too. <laughs> like Hulu's like, hey, we have something also on this topic. Uh, just saying, like it's the same story, but like you know, easier to break down for you yeah. specifically, Caitlin. <laughs> Let's step in here. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't particularly like the talking heads that they had, and I didn't wasn't a huge fan of them. But they did a pretty good job of laying out the legal issues of it and yeah. what's involved in that. It is a situation where Jamie Spears is making millions of dollars a year off of all of this every year, and that her state is worth an estimated $60 million. And that uh, similar celebrities have never had this sort of thing happen to them in the same way. This is a really unique case. I mean, we've seen celebrities lose their mind a few times i mean yep. we've had cases good point well it's and it's you know, allowed done to, things or you're I allowed mean, to lose your mind yeah prince was never to. put under a conservatorship was he no nope. well no what you normally see is a situation where someone will fall under the spell of someone and have to be rescued from that like with oh, brian yeah, like brian wilson brian wilson from the beach right. boys for like yes 15 years had this crazy psychiatrist who uh-huh. controlled every aspect of his life, made him release a terrible fucking rap song. And eventually the family had to step in and be like, no, in your own best interest, we are separating you from this man and yeah, yeah. you're not going to have any further contact with him. Right. And then Brian Wilson was fine after that. I mean, Brian, he's always going to be Brian Wilson. He wrecked yeah. his brain on acid or something. But Didn't he play for Trump's New Year's Eve party too? Yeah, I don't know. He's... He, that's whatever. Like, free, but, free Brian Trump's, Wilson. Trump's yeah. out of free, office. Free Brian Wilson. That's all I'm saying. But even Brian but, Wilson was but, a much older man when that agreed. happened. No, this of course. is well, the youngest person I can think of that this has ever I'm happened to. I'm telling it's, you, what I think is happening isn't that Britney Spears fell under the control of someone. Her family did. Her, her family, family fell under yeah. the control of Lou Taylor and whether they're under her control or not anymore, it's too fucking lucrative to give it up. Uh-huh, and right. so mm-hmm. then when we're racking our brains to think about, well, what is the court seeing that would make them side with the family every time? That's how courts work. They're always going to side with the family over some outsider. Like mm-hmm. they're not living with Britney Spears. They don't really know what is happening in her life either. So they're always going to value the opinion of the family over Mm -hmm. anyone else. So what I'm getting at is Britney Spears is fucked. Yeah. She is legal system. I don't know if she's going to get out of this. The legal system Mm -hmm. is very biased towards families, very biased towards people of authority, people who project authority and father figures. I mean, it's funny to me that it's not her mother has taken over. It's her father. It's the man. And we we refer to her brother as saying that, you know, the women in his family are very strong headed and they have their own opinions and whatever it is. And there is a bit of a sense that we get from this, which is that if Britney Spears were a, a man from the north, these things wouldn't have happened. But there is a perception that she is a hillbilly. She's a dumb hillbilly, right? That's how people think of her as a stupid southern girl. It's just yeah. an airhead. She's from Louisiana, which is one of the poorest states in the country and has the worst education system. I mean, these things factor into it for sure. And I think they made a point in the Jake Yancey documentary that people were attacking Chris Crocker for defending her. And that not only were her supporters mocked and ridiculed, the Free Britney movement was really ridiculed, wasn't it? People were like, oh, this jokey hashtag Free Britney. And it's just all these gay guys and women out in Los Angeles with signs. And I think we have turned a corner from Chris Crocker saying leave Britney alone and that people, I think 
do take this more seriously now and are a little bit more concerned and like give a little more weight to the words of gay people and women than maybe they did in the early 2000s. Well, I think you hit on I think you've hit on the biggest thing, which is like her fan base is women and gay people. (laughs) So, you know, she's got a huge fan base, but as far as like, you know, a capitalistic patriarchal society is concerned to sound like that person, these are undervalued voices as well and are quickly written off with like, well, of course they believe yada, 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 because they don't blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all written off so quickly. You know, Adam, I don't know. I, I don't know how this will end. I've always worried, you know, as much as we can worry about a celebrity about Britney Spears, because mid 2000s on, she just seems like she's been going through a nightmare, regardless of how much I've been able to wrap my mind around it. Man, the the stuff of her with her kids just turned my stomach. I am so glad nobody was watching me when I was learning how to be a mom. It it really like physically made me ill to think about all of that because it just feels so unfair. So unfair. Wait, did you guys hear about the interview that her kid did, the oldest son did on Instagram Live, where he said that he wants to kill his grandfather? Jesus. So he called Kevin Federline literally Jesus. He says, my dad is literally Jesus. And someone made a joke that you should kill your grandfather. And he said, ha ha ha, maybe. But he said he asked his mom, mom, what about your music? And she's like, I don't even know if I'll ever do it again. He said his grandfather is literally Jesus. No, his father, Kevin Federline. Oh. Okay. No, he said Kevin Federline is literally Jesus. And God. he said he hate, apparently hates his grandfather. But another point that's made in these both these documentaries is that Jamie got like a restraining order placed against him for injuring one of the kids. Yeah. The guy running the conservatorship did also have a restraining order taken out against him for hurting Britney Spears' children in a dispute. Yeah. So yeah, like Kevin he, Federline he, put that in place. You definitely have to look at this as a case where these people of questionable intelligence, questionable business sense, questionable intentions are in control of a vast fortune just because this woman is talented and beautiful and was in a vulnerable situation. The last thing I want to talk about, what do we think? I like Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say <laughs> that. Thank I really, you, thank I really you. like you as well. This is like fun having well you on. I like you. <laughs> I'm still on the fence. I know. No one's decided. (laughs) That's fine. I'm just, it's just my, it's just my opinion. Laura and I have never done a, show together this is our first podcast together and i i'm sick of I, yeah no it's okay i get that a lot i get yeah. it a lot it's okay no you're great this is fun Thank you. okay sorry Thank adam you. go I'm ahead i just wanted to tell her she's red go ahead Thank you. what do we think of the voicemail that the podcast received because that's kind of the big breaking point for the free britney movement that's one of the moments where they were like okay yeah this is all everything we thought is happening is happening and what basically happened is a guy who claimed to be a paralegal calls I don't know what number he called to leave a voicemail, but this voicemail makes its way to the two hosts of that podcast. And he basically says, I used to be a paralegal inside the with the conservatorship. And he's like, yeah, everything you're saying is pretty much dead on. She's being controlled through drugs, basically, and being forced to work and that she probably should be out of the conservatorship, but she's not. But also it's an anonymous voicemail. So who it's knows? It's so hard. I don't know. I mean, coming from the world that I'm in, I would never have released that because what can you do with it really, frankly, in my opinion? I know that's a, not a popular choice, but ultimately this isn't anything we can confirm. We can't get a name. And it's just a reiteration of stuff that has been ambiguously put out there in the tabloids. And I think ultimately could probably hurt her more than help her yeah. from the court's perspective. You know, like it, the problem is, is there wasn't anything new or confirmable in what this person said. Right. That had no integrity to me, that whole thing. I wouldn't jump on that as being like, you know, it's not deep throat. <laughs> Right. It lit the fuse. There's but it's also, also kind of jumped on it like, you know, it, wild. It, yeah. but which is I mean, it's easy to get excited about something when it confirms all of your suspicions. Right. <laughs> but it's also kind of the crux of the New York Times documentary. Like they exactly. they give so much weight to that voicemail, but they're also like we couldn't confirm if this was real. So I don't think it was too crazy for a podcast about Britney Spears Instagram to release it. Like you can't hold them to the New York Times standards because if you're going to that podcast for news, you're a crazy person. Like no podcast should be your source of news unless it's like a news podcast. I'm sure there's lots of those for people who don't want to read news every day. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. The voicemail is weird, but I, I feel like who needs it? Like, there's enough evidence, I think, That's that how I feel. something I, I just, very sketchy is happening to 
Britney Spears. I think that like everything else around Britney Spears, that voicemail probably only served the people that released it. Just like it only serves the people that photographed Britney holding the baby. Just like to me, and it might not be a popular thing to say. It's just, it's dabbling in stuff that I wouldn't want to be attached to, you know, but I'm me. I don't know. It's not my life. There was nothing new in that, in my opinion. And the event itself is mysterious, but so is the fucking internet. That could have been anybody. Yeah, exactly. The one thing I found interesting that he said is that Andrew Wallet resigned, which we know Andrew Wallet resigned and took a bunch of money with him when he left. But in that voicemail, he said Andrew Wallet resigned because of what they were about to do to Britney Spears. And he didn't want to be disbarred over it. Oh, which he did resign. But then at one point they tried to get him back on Mm -hmm. so yeah that's why i don't buy it because it's like well why would he go back to that plus the other thing because it maybe they pulled it off and nothing happened because what they were about to do in according to this voicemail was throw her in a mental hospital and she did go to a mental hospital yeah there was one attorney that was interviewed in the documentary that talked with hulu as much as she could and then went to go back and work with jamie spears yeah Yeah. so i don't know it's weird it's that's why that's why i like just to come back to the voicemail it's like there are machinations in this that it's like i said from the outside it's clear something is off but an anonymous voicemail saying things we already know that we can't confirm isn't helpful in my opinion, to the situation. Yeah. I mean, unless he's being honest and that becomes confirmation at some point, like if he actually decides to testify, then it would be pretty interesting. I don't know if he can. I mean, if he's working for an, a, a legal enterprise where there could be all sorts of shit that he signed that he can't. Yeah. And also, again, if it goes to court, they're going to side with the family. They are Probably. always going to side with the family. Yeah. Yeah. Such bad times. Oh, my God. Well, at bad least times. this is just another proof of concept that money doesn't solve your problems. Right. And you know what? The whole On a hopeful note, we mentioned she's almost 40. I mean, in terms of like Jamie's in bad health. Her mother is still around, but I can see Brittany in the next five years. I can see Gerard totally getting out of this, reforming her career, coming back bigger than ever and making and having the most success she's ever had. I can totally see and, that happening. And and releasing the the most purchased tell all memoir. Exactly. And movies, movies coming out about it. Can you imagine that? God, I can't wait. I'll always line up for her. Exactly. Yeah. People, I mean, she's more beloved now possibly than ever. Has this made her more beloved? I think it has in a weird I way. I think it has. I, I think, think it, it has. I think she's more interesting as a human being that this has happened to her. Well, sadly. I mean, yeah, of course. If, if I it, agree. If it doesn't change your opinion of her, I think everyone would have to agree. America kind of owes her an apology. Oh, for yes. the way, like there's just some people that it's not just that how they were treated by the media, it's how everyone else latched onto it. And I think no one questioned it. I think Britney Spears is one of those people. The hot coffee lady is one of those people. America owes that woman an apology. She's long dead by now. Richard podcast. Yeah. There's a podcast. There's a podcast series. All three of us could do. America should apologize to Pee Wee Herman just just jerked off. Oh, Totally. Give him a freaking break, man. Yeah. Just give him a break. Yeah. And Britney Spears, I think, is one of those people where ever, she deserves a collective apology from also, society. Just, Justin Timberlake, which we have not addressed really in this. I was happy to see him kind of get raked over the coals. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always thought this, like she stayed quiet for the most part. And it's like, motherfucker, she went on national television over and over again saying she was a virgin. Whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah. They hit on the cry me a river video too, because he put that out. And that's the point where everyone's like, "Hmm, Britney Spears is bad person. Yeah. She's a high school slut. And I remember even thinking back then, like, because I was already old by the time it came out and by that i mean i was in like my 20s or 30s but i remember thinking even back then like dude you're justin timberlake you're fucking grow up. this broken up over a girl breaking up with you and cheating on you why don't you go out and have sex for 35 consecutive nights with different women every time <laughs> because you can do that you're justin timberlake shut the fuck up that song is kind of the jam though it's a good song. It's a good yeah, song. It's, it's a just song. a shitty video. Yeah. In general, there was. it's very confusing that there is no questioning about any of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's crazy. Free Britney. I honestly, 
I don't want to know about the personal lives of famous people anymore. Nope. I really no. don't. I like a good Real Housewives because they're not famous. So that's fun. They're literally signing up for that. So it is what it is. But every all these actors and musicians, and it's like, I don't care who they're dating. I don't care anymore. Maybe just because I'm getting older. Yeah. But but after watching this documentary, it's a good reminder. Like, oh yeah, I don't actually know what's going on here in real time. So I'm, I'm going to just not form an opinion about every single thing that floats in front of my face, you know, like none of my business. Yeah. I agree. Free Brittany. Free Brittany. Free Brittany. Come no. on. Get her Come out on, of this thing. Guys. Get her off this crazy thing. Can't Get we... her off this crazy thing. Send the it. UN in to extract her or something. Like, exactly. Dude. Declare a Wouldn't resolution. Put out an yeah, but... Interpol warrant for her dad. Let's fucking handle this. Send in Dr. Luke. He'll take over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, fucking Dr. I'm Luke. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Skipper. What's who's that guy who stole Taylor Swift's money? Skipper Magoo. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. Sorry. Skipper Magoo. Skipper Magoo. Oh. Yeah, it's in one of those chads. <laughs> there was a point in history when Skipper Magoo would have been the title of this episode. Not anymore. That's a terrible no, idea for SEO no, no, it reasons. Wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would be SEO. Toxic. SEO. Call it toxic. Hey. Ooh, I like that. SEO would not be on your side, Adam. That would not. No. I remember when I used to title episodes in clever ways. It's dumb. And it's nobody would ever fucking hear anything that I worked on. Cause it was like, why would anyone look that up? That's not possible. Yeah. So yeah. So Ugh. I this think this was icky. This I, is like one of the ickiest things we've covered. Yeah. This, this is show. pretty scary. Boo. That, it's just like boo. dark. Cause the only the people dark. harming her are her family. It's her family. It's so weird. It really is. We'll link to both of the documentaries so people can give them a watch. If you just want the overview, watch the New York Times documentary. If you want to spend eight hours falling into a depression spiral, watch the other documentary because that's it, a good sell. You should you should go into marketing. It is detailed and none of the details are good. It is intense. Yeah. Is what I can say. I watched the first two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't watch them all. It's like, yeah. come on. Who do you think like you are? <laughs> Speaking of documentaries, um, have either of you watched a, Gl- a glitch in the matrix yet? No. no, I highly recommend it. It's the same guy that did the nightmare and the shining oh. documentary. Oh, cool. and- oh, is it about the Mandela effect? No, thank oh. God. I got scared that we were going to get there, but we didn't go there. There is a twist in this documentary that you don't see coming, which I don't remember the last time I said that about a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I'm it's, gonna watch it's very it. good. Highly recommend it to everyone. Actually, you know, if we we could do a bonus episode about that one. It's and his other stuff is great mm-hmm. too. The the nightmare is scary. I mean, that is a great. It's about sleep paralysis. A documentary about sleep paralysis. Yeah, everyone. Then, everyone oh, knows the nightmare. Okay, got it, got it, got it. At room two three seven is about people yeah. that have become obsessed with theories about The Shining. For everybody well, at home that, that don't uh, know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, yeah. if we're plugging documentaries, I think everyone should watch Assassins, which is about the two women who assassinated. Kim Jong-un's brother in the Malaysia airport. Oh, yeah. They thought they were on a internet prank show and they had been doing pranks for a solid month with this film crew following them. And then their last prank, instead of baby oil on their hands, it was VX nerve agent. And they killed a guy and that film crew vanished. And it is a fascinating story. I can't wait. Damn. Laura, what do you want to plug? Yeah, Laura. (laughs) I've been watching Deep Space Nine. Ooh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's it. Very nice. No, that's nothing else. That's just all for me. All right. Well, I guess let's get the hell out of here. All right. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. Laura, you. say goodbye. Bye. Caitlin, say goodbye. Uh-huh. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Free Britney. Free Bye. Britney. city and like she seems to be kind of okay i don't know 
Well, no, but, they, they canceled the Vegas residency. Oh, no, the second she, one they canceled. Oh, the, the second, second one. one, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, they have that weird scene where she's supposed to do an interview and supposed to perform about her second residency, and then she just leaves. She just walks out and then they're like canceling the second residency, which to me, I was like shocked that that happened. I think I they waited 11 weeks to have it be sh- canceled. I think it's great. I think 11 she, weeks. She finally rolled out her giant dick in the situation was like, okay, you want to make money off of my performing? Let's do this. Let's see what I can do when I don't do anything. Watch and then, me not do stuff. And then they threw her in a mental hospital for three months like it was the goddamn 1950s. That is what exactly. happened when Britney Spears, because like what's implied, I guess, is that every time this happens, they dangle her kids over her head and say, where well, we're going to take your kids. And what's implied in at least the YouTube documentary is that at that point she was like, fine, fine, take my kids. But I want out of this. And that's when they had her committed into a mental hospital against her will. And that's a thing that finally did get confirmed because there's that podcast that's just about Britney Spears Instagram. And there was this long stretch of time at the beginning of the year where she wasn't posting anything. And they were like, what the fuck is happening? And it came out that she had been in a fucking mental hospital that whole time. And it stemmed from her wanting to cancel that residency. I just feel, though, that it's really important to say that sometimes, and I'm not saying that this is the case with her right now, sometimes people can look like they're on the upswing right before they actually have a breakdown. Okay. So I just think it's really important to bring it up. I'm not saying that this is exactly what's happening to her. I'm not saying that these things aren't horrible, but the problem with having a conversation about somebody's mental health when we're this far away from the situation is that we don't know. Do I think her family has her best interests at heart? Not really. That doesn't really seem to be the case, especially as I said earlier, her brother seems like a total douchebag in the interview that's in oh, yeah. that's, that's placed in the documentary. And he says some, frankly, sexist, weird shit. And I'm not saying that they didn't throw her in this mental institution on purpose or any of those things. But for people that are navigating the real world at the moment, it's just important to say that. I I just, I had to say it because mental health is weird. Yeah. Again, I I get it. I get that Britney Spears probably has some mental issues. That is not the point. The point is that the people in charge of this are profiting off of it. Agreed. And that is 100% gross. And it needs super gross. And I think a judge has ordered a review of it. Like there's there have been a lot of twists and turns just in the past couple months with Mm -hmm. this going back and forth to court. And I think the most recent one was February 8th. So maybe yesterday. Mm. Damn. But wow. I didn't know. (laughs) know that. Yeah, it's this is a very much an ongoing thing. And one of the things that I found really interesting or unsettling is we mentioned Lou Taylor a while back and how she shows up in Britney Spears life by sending her all these creepy letters and telling her she's possessed by a devil. She is Britney Spears business manager now. Very chill. That's so cool. not in the not in the Hulu documentary. I just want to point out. Also, yeah. what is with Hulu in in compete? It's funny. I feel like this happened with Firefest too. <laughs> like Hulu's like, hey, we have something also on this topic. Uh, just saying, like it's the same story, but like you know, easier to break down for you yeah. specifically, Caitlin. <laughs> Let's step in here. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't particularly like the talking heads that they had, and I didn't wasn't a huge fan of them. But they did a pretty good job of laying out the legal issues of it and yeah. what's involved in that. It is a situation where Jamie Spears is making millions of dollars a year off of all of this every year, and that her state is worth an estimated $60 billion, and that uh, similar celebrities have never had this sort of thing happen to them in the same way. This is a really unique case. I mean, we've seen celebrities lose their minds a few times. I mean, yep. we've had cases. Good point. Well, it's, and it's usually done things. Or you're I mean, allowed to lose your mind. Yeah. Prince was never to. put under a conservatorship, was he? Nope. Well, no. Well, what you normally see is a situation where someone will fall under the spell of someone and have to be rescued from that. Like with oh, Brian, yeah, like Brian Wilson, Brian Wilson from the beach right. boys for like yes. 15 years had this crazy psychiatrist 
who uh-huh. controlled every aspect of his life, made him release a terrible fucking rap song. And eventually the family had to step in and be like, no, in your own best interest, we are separating you from this man and yeah, yeah. you're not going to have any further contact with him. Right. And then Brian Wilson was fine after that. I mean, Brian, he's always going to be Brian Wilson. He wrecked yeah. his brain on acid or something. But Didn't he play for Trump's New Year's Eve party too? Yeah, I don't know. He's... He, that's whatever. Like, free, but, free Brian Trump's, Wilson. Trump's yeah. out of free, office. Free Brian Wilson. That's all I'm saying. But even Brian but, Wilson was but, a much older man when that agreed. happened. No, this of course. is well, the youngest person I can think of that this has ever I'm happened to. I'm telling it's, you, what I think is happening isn't that Britney Spears fell under the control of someone. Her family did. Her, her family, family fell under yeah. the control of Lou Taylor and whether they're under her control or not anymore, it's too fucking lucrative to give it up. Uh-huh, and right, so right. then when we're racking our brains to think about, well, what is the court seeing that would make them side with the family every time? That's how courts work. They're always going to side with the family over some outsider. Like mm-hmm. they're not living with Britney Spears. They don't really know what is happening in her life either. So they're always going to value the opinion of the family over anyone else. So what I'm getting at is Britney Spears is fucked. Yeah. She is legal system. I don't know if she's going to get out of this. The legal system is very biased towards families, very biased towards people of authority, people who project authority and father figures. I mean, it's funny to me that it's not her mother has taken over. It's her father. It's the man. And we we refer to her brother as saying that, you know, the women in his family are very strong headed and they have their own opinions and whatever it is. And there is a bit of a sense that we get from this, which is that if Britney Spears were a, a man from the north, these things wouldn't have happened. But there is a perception that she is a hillbilly. She's a dumb hillbilly, right? That's how people think of her as the stupid southern girl. It's just yeah. an airhead. She's from Louisiana, which is one of the poorest states in the country and has the worst education system. I mean, these things factor into it for sure. And I think they made a point in the Jake Yancey documentary that people were attacking Chris Crocker for defending her. And that not only were her supporters mocked and ridiculed, the Free Britney movement was really ridiculed, wasn't it? People were like, oh, this jokey hashtag Free Britney. And it's just all these gay guys and women out in Los Angeles with signs. And I think we have turned a corner from Chris Crocker saying leave Britney alone and that people, I think, do take this more seriously now and are a little bit more concerned and like give a little more weight to the words of gay people and women than maybe they did in the early 2000s. Well, I think you hit on, I think you've hit on the biggest thing, which is like her fan base is women and gay people. (laughs) So, you know, she's got a huge fan base, but as far as like, you know, a capitalistic patriarchal society is concerned to sound like that person. These are undervalued voices as well and are quickly written off with like, well, of course they believe yada, 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 because they don't blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all written off so quickly. You know, Adam, I don't know. I I don't know how this will end. I've always worried, you know, as much as we can worry about a celebrity about Britney Spears, because mid 2000s on, she just seems like she's been going through a nightmare, regardless of how much I've been able to wrap my mind around it. Man, the the stuff of her with her kids just turned my stomach. I am so glad nobody was watching me when I was learning how to be a mom. It really like physically made me ill to think about all of that because it just feels so unfair. So unfair. Wait, did you guys hear about the interview that her kid did? The oldest son did on Instagram live where he said that he wants to kill his grandfather. Jesus. He called Kevin Federline literally Jesus. He says, my dad is literally Jesus. And someone made a joke that you should kill your grandfather. And he said, ha ha ha, maybe. But he said he asked his mom, mom, what about your music? And she's like, I don't even know if I'll ever do it again. He said his grandfather is literally Jesus. No, his father, Kevin Federline. Oh. Okay. No, he said Kevin Federline is literally Jesus. And he said he hate, apparently hates his grandfather. But another point that's made in these both these documentaries is that Jamie got like a restraining order placed against him for injuring one of the kids. Yeah. The guy running the conservatorship did also have a restraining order taken out against him for hurting Britney Spears' children in a dispute. Yeah. So yeah, like Kevin he, Federline he, put that in place. You definitely have to look at this as a case where these people of questionable intelligence, questionable business sense, questionable intentions are in control of a vast fortune just because this woman is talented and beautiful and was in a vulnerable situation. The last thing I want to talk about, what do we think? I like Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that. I really, you, I really, I really like you as well. This is like fun you having you on. I like you. 
I'm still on the Thank fence. I know. No one's decided. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just, it's just my, it's just my opinion. Laura and I've never done a show together. This is our first podcast oh. together. And I, I'm sick. Of fan. I, yeah, no, it's okay. I get that a lot. I get yeah. it a lot. It's okay. No, you're great. This is fun. Okay. Sorry, Thank Adam. Go ahead. I just well. wanted to tell her she's read. Go ahead. Thank you. What do we think of the voicemail that the podcast received? Because that's kind of the big breaking point for the free Britney movement. That's one of the moments where they were like, okay, yeah, this is all everything we thought is happening is happening. And what basically happened is a guy who claimed to be a paralegal calls I don't know what number he called to leave a voicemail, but this voicemail makes its way to the two hosts of that podcast. And he basically says, I used to be a paralegal inside the, with the conservatorship. And he's like, yeah, everything you're saying is pretty much dead on. She's being controlled through drugs, basically, and being forced to work and that she probably should be out of the conservatorship, but she's not. But also it's an anonymous voicemail. So who it's knows? It's so hard. I don't know. I mean, coming from the world that I'm in, I would never have released that because what can you do with it really, frankly, in my opinion? I know that's a, not a popular choice, but ultimately this isn't anything we can confirm. We can't get a name. And it's just a reiteration of stuff that has been ambiguously put out there in the tabloids. And I think ultimately could probably hurt her more than help her yeah. from the court's perspective. You know, like it, the problem is, is there wasn't anything new or confirmable in what this person said. Right. That had no integrity to me, that whole thing. I wouldn't jump on that as being like, you know, it's not deep throat. <laughs> Right. It lit the fuse. There's but it's also, also kind of jumped on it like, you know, it, wild. It, yeah. but which is I mean, it's easy to get excited about something when it confirms all of your suspicions. Right. <laughs> but it's also kind of the crux of the New York Times documentary. Like they exactly. they give so much weight to that voicemail, but they're also like we couldn't confirm if this was real. So I don't think it was too crazy for a podcast about Britney Spears Instagram to release no. it. Like you can't hold them to the New York Times standards because if you're no. going to that podcast for news, you're a crazy person. Like no podcast should be your source of news unless it's like a news podcast. I'm sure there's lots of those for people who don't want to read news every day. What the fuck? You know? I, yeah. The voicemail is weird, but I, I feel like who needs it? Like there's enough evidence. I think That's that how I feel. something I, I just, very sketchy is happening to Britney Spears. I think that like everything else around Britney Spears, that voicemail probably only served the people that released it. Just like it only serves the people that photographed Britney holding the baby. Just like to me, and it might not be a popular thing to say. It's just, it, it's dabbling in stuff that I wouldn't want to be attached to, you know, but I'm me, I don't know. It's not my life. There was nothing new in that, in my opinion. And the event itself is mysterious, but so is the fucking internet. That could have been anybody. Yeah, the, exactly. The one thing I found interesting that he said is that Andrew Wallet resigned, which we know Andrew Wallet resigned and took a bunch of money with him when he left. But in that voicemail, he said Andrew Wallet resigned because of what they were about to do to Britney Spears. And he didn't oh, want to be right. disbarred over it, Oh, which he did resign. But then at one point they tried to get him back on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, that's why I don't buy it. Cause it's like, well, why would he go back to that? Plus the other thing, because it, the, maybe they pulled it off and nothing happened because what they sure. were about to do in, according to this voicemail was throw her in a mental hospital. And she did go to a mental hospital. Yeah. There was one attorney that was interviewed in the documentary that talked with Hulu as much as she could and then went to go back and work with Jamie Spears. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. I, it's I, such that's why that's why I like just to come back to the voicemail. It's like there are machinations in this that it's like I said, from the outside, it's clear something is off. But an anonymous voicemail saying things we already know that we can't confirm isn't helpful in my opinion, to the situation. Yeah. I mean, unless he's being honest and that becomes confirmation at some point, like if he actually sure. decides to testify, right. then it would be pretty I interesting. I don't know if he can. I mean, if he's working for an, a, a legal enterprise where there could be all sorts of shit that he signed that he can't. Yeah. And also, again, if it goes to court, they're going to side with the family. They are Probably. Always gonna side with the family. Yeah, yeah. Such bad times. Oh my god. Well, at bad least times. this is just another proof of concept that money doesn't solve your problems. Right. And you know what? The whole on a hopeful note, we mentioned she's almost forty. I mean, in terms of like Jamie's in bad health. 
her mother is still around, but I can see Brittany in the next five years. I can see Gerard totally getting out of this, reforming her career, coming back bigger than ever and making and having the most success she's ever had. I can totally see and, that happening. And and releasing the the most purchased tell all memoir exactly. and movies movies coming out about it can you imagine that God, i can't wait i'll always line up for her exactly yeah people i mean she's more beloved now possibly than ever has this made her more beloved i think it has in a weird I way i think it has i, I think, think it, it i think she's more interesting as a human being that this has happened to her well sadly i, I mean yeah of course if, if i it, agree if it doesn't change your opinion of her i think everyone would have to agree america kind of owes her an apology oh for yes. the way like there's just some people that it's not just that how they were treated by the media, it's how everyone else latched onto it. And I how think no one questioned it. Yeah. I think Britney Spears is one of those people. The hot coffee lady is one of those people. True. America owes that woman an apology. She's long dead by yeah, now. Richard there's a podcast. Jewel. Yeah. Richard there's a podcast. Jewel, yeah. There's a podcast series all three of us could do. America should apologize to. Pee Wee Herman just, just jerked oh. off. Oh. Totally. Give him a freaking break, man. Yeah. Just give him a break. Yeah. And Britney Spears, I think, is one of those people where ever, she deserves a collective apology from also, society. Just, Justin Timberlake, which we have not addressed really in this. I was happy to see him kind of get raked over the coals. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always thought this, like she stayed quiet for the most part. And it's like, motherfucker, she went on national television over and over again saying she was a virgin. Whatever. Like, whatever. Yeah. They hit on the cry me a river video too, because yeah. he put that out. Yeah. And that's the point where everyone's like, hmm, Britney Spears is a bad person. Yeah. She's a high school slut. And I remember even thinking back then, like, because I was already old by the time it came out. And by that, I mean, I was in like my twenties or thirties, but I remember thinking even back then, like, dude, you're Justin Timberlake. You're fucking hey, grow up. this broken up over a girl breaking up with you and cheating on you. Why don't you go out and have sex for 35 consecutive nights with different women every time? <laughs> because you can do that. You're Justin Timberlake. Shut the fuck up. That song is kind of the jam though. It's a good song. It's a good yeah, song. It's a, a just song. a shitty video. Yeah. In general, there was, it's very confusing that there is no questioning about any of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's very bizarre. It's crazy. Free Britney. I, honestly, I don't want to know about the personal lives of famous people anymore. No. I really no. don't. I like a good Real Housewives because they're not famous. So that's fun. They're literally signing up for that. So it is what it is. But every, all these actors and musicians, and it's like, I don't care who they're dating. I don't care anymore. Maybe just because I'm getting older. Yeah. But, but after watching this documentary, it's a good reminder. Like, oh yeah, I don't actually know what's going on here in real no. time. So I'm, I'm going to just not form an opinion about every single thing that floats in front of my face, you know, like none yeah. of my business. Yeah. I agree. Free Brittany. Free Brittany. Free Brittany. Come yeah. on. Get her Come out on, of this thing. Guys. Get her off this crazy thing. Can't Get we... her off this crazy thing. Send the it. UN in to extract her or something. Like, exactly. Dude. Declare a Wouldn't resolution. Put out an yeah, Interpol but... warrant for her dad. Let's fucking handle this. Send in Dr. Luke. He'll take over. <laughs> oh, fucking Dr. I'm Luke. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Skipper. What's who's that guy who stole Taylor Swift's money? Skipper Magoo. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun. Sorry. Skipper Magoo. Skipper Magoo. Oh. Yeah. Send in one of those chads. <laughs> there was a point in history when Skipper Magoo would have been the title of this episode. Not anymore. That's a terrible no, idea for no, SEO no, reasons. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would be SEO. Toxic. SEO. <laughs> Oh, hey, ooh, I like that. SEO would not have. be on your side, Adam. That would not. <laughs> no. I remember when I used to title episodes in clever ways. It's dumb. It's Nobody would ever fucking hear anything that I worked on because it was like, why would anyone look that up? That's not possible. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Ugh. I this think. This was icky. This I, is like one of the ickiest things we've covered. Yeah, this, this is show. pretty scary. Boo. It's just like Ooh. dark. Because the only the people dark. harming her are her family. It's her family. It's so weird. It really is. We'll link to both of the documentaries so people can give them a watch. If you just want the overview, watch the New York Times documentary. If you want to 
spend eight hours falling into a depression spiral, watch the other documentary because it's a good sell. You should, you should go into marketing. It is detailed and none of the details are good. It is intense. Yeah. Is what I can say. I watched the first two. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't watch them all. It's like, come on. Who do you think you are? Speaking of documentaries, um, have either of you watched a a glitch in the matrix yet? No. No. I highly recommend it. It's the same guy that did the nightmare and the shiny documentary. Oh, Oh, is it about the Mandela effect? No, thank God. I got scared that we were going to get there, but we didn't go there. There is a twist in this documentary that you don't see coming, which I don't remember the last time I said that about a documentary. Mm. It's really good. I'm going to watch it. It's very good. Highly recommend it to everyone. Actually, you know, if we we could do a bonus episode about that one, it's and his other stuff is great too. The the nightmare is scary. I mean, that is a great. It's about sleep paralysis. A documentary about sleep paralysis. Yeah, everyone then, everyone oh, knows the nightmare. Okay, got it, got it, got it. At room two three seven is about people yeah. that have become obsessed with theories about The Shining. For everybody oh, at home that. that don't uh, know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, yeah. if we're plugging documentaries, I think everyone should watch Assassins, which is about the two women who assassinated. Kim Jong-un's brother in the Malaysia airport. Oh, yeah. They thought they were on a internet prank show and they had been doing pranks for a solid month with this film crew following them. And then their last prank, instead of baby oil on their hands, it was VX nerve agent. And they killed a guy and that film crew vanished. And it is a fascinating story. I can't wait. Damn. Laura, what do you want to plug? Yeah, Laura. (laughs) I've been watching Deep Space Nine. Ooh, nice. (laughs) That's it. Very nice. No, that's nothing else. That's just all for me. All right. Well, I guess let's get the hell out of here. All right. Thank you, guys. Laura, say goodbye. Bye. Caitlin, say goodbye. Uh Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney.